Welcome to the Side Talks Podcast. We're going to quit fucking around right now. Uh, since when? Like, right this second. Okay. I'm tired of just talking about the Red Hot Chili Peppers all the time uh-huh. and not actually bringing you some fucking lyrics, Corey. Oh, Christ. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah, I guess. I've pulled them up now. Dogtown. Bloodpath. Ribcage. Softtail. I'm literally reading them. Uh-huh. Just so you know. Can it, Blackjack. Dope Dick. Pawn Shop. Quick Pick. Kiss That Dyke. Uh-huh. That came up next. Why wow. aren't they canceled? Why aren't they canceled? Aren't they? I mean, I, are they? I don't know. <laughs> I genuinely I don't, don't know. either. I mean, that's this is crazy. Oversold. Okay. What else you got for me for this intro? I've brought this. Well, I've got what's up, ding dongs. Okay. That's what I've got. And a hearty hello to all the kittens and Corey heads Steak out knife. there. Ah! Card shark. Con job. Boot cut. <laughs> Boot cut. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. Listen, you read any more of those lyrics and we might owe them um, some 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 royalties. Oh, it's so true. Um, oh, man. That technically, I think, might qualify as a cover of that song. It, it really could. I, I got to tell you where it got me, though, because I was because it came on. I was like tuning through the radio, came on the radio and I was like, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm going to see if I can pick out these lyrics. And where I like the guy in the car next to me must have been like, what the fuck happened? Because I was like doubled over laughing uh-huh. for some reason is soft tail. Like something about that is just where it's like, it's not even like, you know, the whole, the dyke lyric or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's the kiss that dyke lyric. It's really just soft tail. It's wow. so, like, what the hell? Anyway, this is the RHCP official fan podcast. You think Anthony Kiedis or whoever was like petting his dog and was just like, soft get a tail. soft tail. Wait a minute. A soft tail here. I'm gonna write that down in the notebook. Come back to that later. And as he was looking down, he's like, these jeans are boot cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, I, I, I'm i hanging it up now. I am. I'm not gonna talk about that song anymore. But I it just, it. it bewildered. No, I really, I really, I, I wanted to get to the, I said, I, I'm not fucking around anymore. We're getting to the bottom of it. So we're gonna hang the jersey up in the rafters it's and it's, it's retired it's done I, all right i'm gonna hold you it's to done. that there we go we're, we're putting it to bed um let's talk about movies okay what's the shit did it quick you did, did it got quick. it out of the way okay here you go okay i'm gonna describe the scene you're gonna tell me what this terrible terrible movie is and if you like this one i mean <laughs> you got something coming to you there's no way you do for okay time. all right so I, I'm watching the scene. I actually found the scene by looking for this particular title. But then when I was going through the clips on YouTube, it said somebody had called it the best scene. Oh, best scene of the film. Okay. And I got to tell you, if this is, I haven't seen this film, so I can't tell you where in the film this happens. Mm. But if this is the best scene, we got big, big, big problems with uh-huh. this one. So it's a very famous man. He's in a room. He's looking at this, uh, what I would call like an artifact. Okay. Okay. A young woman, very attractive, comes in the room. She's not as famous. As a matter of fact, I've seen her before, but I can't place her. Okay. And he's sort of looking at this thing that's like the sh- that's the shape of like maybe like a magic marker kind of shape, right? Uh-huh. About that width, and he's like, it's 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 um, ivory or something. And she's like, no, no, I think that's human bone. This sounds really familiar. And then they start looking. He starts describing. He starts mansplaining to her what the the little hieroglyphics or whatever are on this on this human bone. Uh-huh. And then he's like, listen to that, listen to that, and he shakes it and it makes a noise. And then it lights up. Uh oh. It lights up. And then he places it in the book and it projects on the wall. And he's like, it's Botticelli. And oh. it's a big image of 
uh, of a famous Botticelli painting, right? And then she's like, I was very into Botticelli when I was younger. And he was like, oh, what? And, you know, he makes some kind of age snap at her because uh-huh. I guess There's a dis- you're just going to be an asshole. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's going to be an asshole. And then here's the worst part. Okay. As, as he's as he's talking about the painting, right? And we're seeing it's kind of cutting to close-ups of the painting uh-huh. and images from the painting. I can't believe you know what this is. It, it sounds like the Da Vinci Code. It's, it sounds like it, but it's not. Okay. Close. Not far. Okay. You're in the, you're in the world, but not quite there. As he's, this is the worst part, Corey. Uh-huh. As he's talking about it, it's cutting away to like shots of hell from the painting. Oh boy! Like the like ah, uh, you know, like like um, f- realistic live action. So is this is this a, a Tom Hanks Robert yes. Langdon movie? This is a Tom Hanks film. Tom um, Hanks is in so it. So is it Inferno? It's Inferno. You yeah, got it. Okay. Holy shit. And I was trying not to say it's Dante's Inferno yeah. that we're looking at that's because the, I didn't um, want to give it away. But so that's you got the it. third uh, in the series that oh, starts with the Da Vinci Code. This looks absolutely yeah. terrible. Directed yeah. by, I believe, Ron, Ron Howard. Ronnie Howard directed oh, all three of them. What a hack. Um, this is, so the Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons are perfectly watchable. They're not good in the sense that movies are sometimes good. Um, but like if you turned it on tbs on a sunday afternoon and you were hung over and you couldn't no. move like worse things could happen to you i don't inferno think they could. is fucking terrible yeah this is really bad. it is it is the worst by far it's really bad you um, got it though yeah I so did. you've sat through this before i saw it in theaters i saw i saw all three hmm. of these things in theaters oh i'm so sorry what's I, the runtime um longer than you'd hope uh right. no i think that inferno was the shortest of them but and this, but the score is just banging yeah. me. It's just boxing my ears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's Fuck how off. that's how they go. Uh, old Tom, um, you know, he needed his little blockbuster franchise. For He's some not reason. looking good either. No, the the Robert Langdon movies. None of his looks in any of these Robert Langdon movies are worth a damn. Unfortunately, for Tom, but uh, you know, um, I guess he tried. He failed, but he tried. Uh, you got. There's no way to redeem your boy. Yeah, in no, this. There's bad, no way. Bad movie. Terrible movie. You won, though. You won. Oh man! So you know, Kyle McKinnon was in the studio with he us. He sure was. And we uh, we're doing now part two of Kyle's Corner. I love this segment so much, and we're so happy that Kyle stopped by and rambled as he did because it's well, we love it. So Kyle's Corner part two. Enjoy. Um. I, by the way, wanted to talk a second about Sidewalk. I um, really enjoyed the festival. I got to go as a um, as a civilian for the most part. I helped out a little bit with the um, the Troll Two and Room screening on um, Saturday night of the festival. So thanks for thanks for inviting me to do that. That was a lot of fun. I was happy to be a part of that and to see George Hardy um, from for, uh, also known as the Dad from Troll Two and also Greg Sestero from the Room. So that was really fun. Um, but the, the festival itself was I, I really, really enjoyed it as like a as a as a civilian. And I have to say that like on that Sunday I, afternoon, like around lunchtime, I remember I was really just stunned or taken aback at the volume of people I saw walking around downtown, you know, most everyone with badges on, but everyone there like clearly there for the festival. And I'd never seen that many people downtown since like, like city stages in like the early nineties. Um, and I mean, I just it was, I was flashing back to the years where it's like, 
like our whole goal was to like, well, our two goals were we have to figure out of of opening night movie that works, which I know is still like the the perpetual challenge of programming. We have to find an opening night movie that works. And then we have to like let people from over the mountain know that we exist. Like we had to get that over the mountain crowd. And, um, and that seemed like the battle that could never be won. But man, I like things have just changed so much just to see that many people around, even during like, like um, ridiculously hot weather, uh, and, uh, which kind of made it kind of, I don't know, a little extra fun, I thought. Um, I did, yes, I did enjoy walking in like 106 degree heat from the Civic Center to to the Sidewalk Cinema. Um, but there was little ways you could figure out how to do it. You had to figure out where the shade is. It was on, if you, if it was like 3 p.m., it was on the west side of the road uh, of like, you know, 19th Street. Just walk the shade and it, the temperature drops like 20 degrees. But um, I had a great time. And um, had some really great experiences just watching films there. Got to say thank you, Rachel, for recommending to me that I see um, Moon Age Daydream, the David Bowie documentary, in the theater. I hadn't seen it yet. It was something I'd been meaning to see. Rachel encouraged me to to um, make a point to see it at, in the cinema, um, largely just because it's such an incredible experience. And holy moly, it was. Um, it blew me away. The, the um, man, I, I'm not like, I'm not like super, um, uh, like I don't go crazy about sound design, especially like um, like seven channel mix stuff. I mean, it's cool and it's fun, but I've never really kind of like flipped out over that kind of sound design until I saw this movie and was just like, I mean, it was, uh, if anything, it was like being in like um, an art installation, like an experimental art installation, um, that was devoted to sound, but here it is, is the music of David Bowie and like, um, and all the archival footage and the sounds that come from, you know, that are associated with all that archival footage just surrounding you. And, um, man, what an experience I heard. So, I mean, like I, I heard some people say like, yeah, it's great. It might've been just a little bit too long. I disagree. I think that was a perfect running time. And, um, and I, I got. I thought it just worked so well. If if there's surveillance footage of me in the movie theater watching it, you would just see me just kind of like like this grin plastered on my face because I'm having like a real like physical reaction to the movie. Um, holy moly! So check that out. Um, David Lynch documentary was fantastic too, and it was really great to see uh, see. I think it was Rachel and Corey on stage introducing that. Um, that was terrific. It felt really good. Um, and to hear a uh, sidewalk alum, David Lowry narrating one of the segments there. That was really cool. I still haven't seen Peach Dragon. Haven't seen, uh, I don't know what the, uh, other Disney movie he did recently, the Peter Pan movie, but, uh, I, I'm happy to say it. I got to see him or hear him and his thoughts on, on Lynch. He's a really, uh, Lowry's a really bright guy and I really appreciate his insights on that. Um, I, uh, I want to recommend a movie. It's one of my favorite things I saw in the past year. Um, and now, granted, it is kind of trashy cinema, but it, it's uh, it's more of just kind of like, for me, it was like a really great kind of like party movie experience. But um, uh, anyone here seen the Italian slasher movie from the 80s called Nothing Underneath? All right. Um, uh, props to... Uh, Bradford Thomason for showing it to me. It is 
a um it's a fat oh excuse me let me move my phone i can hear some ticking in the thing just a second so it it's from 1985 and it is about a guy who's like a park ranger in America who one day just gets this um, vision of his his supermodel, his fashion model sister being murdered in Italy. So he hops on a plane to go find her, and uh, he can't find her; she's missing. And um, but all the while, there's been a um, there's been a number of murders that were. Uh, murders on fashion models that were um, the, the murder weapon was always like a pair of scissors and so there's this bit where like he has like this psychic connection in a way to like what's going on and it's very very fashion heavy um, lots of like photo shoots and all it kind of reminds me of um, um, there's the vibe of it kind of like Brian De Palma um, kind of kind of Dario Argento um Kind of reminds me of like Dress to Kill a little bit, but what where it really like kind of takes off is that Donald Pleasance is a police inspector, so you get to hear Donald Pleasance in like a pretty like pretty iffy Italian accent throughout the movie, and um, but he's he has a wonderful presence in the movie, but there's a moment that happens that if anyone listening can pull up YouTube at some point, just look up. Um, Look up nothing underneath, and look up Wendy's scene. So, in the middle of this movie, that's very like focused and deliberate and well stylized and all. The protagonist and the uh, police commissioner Donald Pleasance, they meet up at a Wendy's restaurant in Italy to discuss the crimes that are like the murders that are happening. And so, and it's like maybe the most distracting setting I've ever seen in a movie before because they're like they go up to the salad bar back when Wendy's had a salad bar and they're like Donald Pleasance is loading noodles onto his plate so they have spaghetti noodles at the salad bar at Wendy's and he just loads more and more naked noodles like he doesn't put any spaghetti sauce on them or anything and then sits down at the table with the um with the hero and they proceed to talk about the murders while donald pleasance is slurping up noodles off of the plate so um i it it felt like i mean it's like felt like wendy's was advertising their brand new salad bar in a movie that was filmed in italy I would love to know the background on that. If anyone needs an idea for a, a short documentary, please jump on that idea and, and please do the investigative legwork. I need to know more about this. And uh, But as a whole, the movie, um, I do recommend it, uh, but especially for that scene. Well, thanks, everyone. This has been Kyle's Corner. Glad glad to uh glad to be here next time next time i'll talk about chocolate chip cookie recipes and all these ice cream but uh until then thanks a lot happy to be here and great to see everyone Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the side talks podcast we're your own personal cinematic terry hall and chris martin who's terry hall so Terry Hall, R.I.P., um, was the musician um, and 
in many bands, but probably most famously the in the specials. Okay. And he really, um, before he passed away, really, really, which I believe, I'm, I'm correct there, aren't I? Um, I believe that he went after Chris Martin. A little bit. Chris Martin? He he doesn't. He really dislike Chris Martin, as so many people do. As a matter of fact, I saw the other day somebody had somebody just you know randomly humorous meme on uh, one of the socials where it was a picture of Chris Martin. He's wearing like a sweater with like a space scene on it and a toboggan, and they were like, Chris Martin looks like a eight year old boy named Ryder who goes to a private school that costs eighty thousand dollars a year. Oh. It's I mean, very true. Accurate. But uh, Terry Hall would have approved of that. But what Terry Hall had, to, he would post these images. I'm holding this up to you now. Uh-huh. Of He would repost these images that Coldplay's official fan account or whatever was, was posting. And he'd say things like underneath it, he'd say, never really understood why singers feel the need to run around on stage. So much easier to stand still, sing, and then go home. <laughs> and, and then he po- he posted another one right like this which they are very obnoxious images and then his comment here was forrest gump still going strong oh my god <laughs> so um i think i think it's fair but i'm terry hall I, I feel like chris martin in this scenario because i'm just minding my business and sometimes people fucking come after me that's exactly right yep I uh, love it. Anyway, oh, fuck Chris Martin. That guy seems like a douchebag. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I Okay, I have to admit something. I, I don't know. Oh, no. I, I oh, listened, no. I listened oh, no. to those first couple of Coldplay records and thought they were all right. Dude, those first two were They're great. not that bad. The, yeah. The first, the, I'd say the first, I'm going to stick with just the first one. But maybe that you're right. Maybe the second one. The second one. one's Russian blood the to the head. One. It's yeah, good. Yeah, maybe it's the second good. one. Yeah, and then yeah. the third one dip in quality and then brian eno comes on for the fourth one and i thought that was better than the third one because i like brian eno and i think brian eno brings some interesting stuff and then after that you can keep it but also it's cult of personality here and it's a personality i don't like and i just have to say this like uh, so we we're agreeing okay some some talk we can tolerate some of the first couple albums some of the songs are now way overplayed i don't ever need to hear them again yeah Yeah, if you played the scientist right now i'd fucking run into traffic i can't i can't but would you ever wear a Coldplay t-shirt? No. I would never, never. I wouldn't be caught dead in a Coldplay. T- like if I were, if it were freezing and I were in that Titanic water with Rose and somebody threw me a Titan- a, a, a fucking um, Coldplay t-shirt, I would not wear it. I, I, it just, <laughs> I can't go down like that. It's embarrassing. You know? It's a, it's a case. Sing to the bottom of the ocean before Bye. fucking. I'm holding hands with Jack going right down to the bottom and y'all can keep that fucking shirt. <laughs> I'd, I'd put on the shirt. I don't have that much dignity. Let's let's be real. You have no zero pride. Corey. Zero, zero pride, pride. Truly and Man. sincerely. All right. Um, well, thanks to Boutwell Studios. Thanks to Brad, who would never wear a Coldplay t-shirt. I'm not speaking for you, but I don't think he would, Brad. No. You sure? I mean, in a life or death situation. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So we're not yeah. we're not as hardline as you. Yeah, no, like, you're not. So, here, you know what? Speaking of t-shirt wearing, I once saw some kind of footage of Coldplay where Chris Martin in the early days was wearing a U2 t-shirt, and that hurt my feelings too. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know why it bothered me, but I was like, what a fucking loser. There was just something about seeing him record music with a U2 shirt. I was like, what a fucking poser. You know? Wow. I don't know why either. Like, I have no good, like, there's some reason there that if I really, maybe that's something I'll unpack between now and the next time we record. Not that anybody gives a shit, but I just think it might be fun journey to go down. But like, why that bothered me, I don't know. But I fucking, I was like, I want to fight that guy. Like, I'm going to fucking fight him. Was it um, yellow? 
Like, oh like the song. God. Like the song. No. Like the Coldplay song, the really famous one. I got it. I got yep. it. All no. right. All right. Now let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up before we get in trouble. Sidewalkfest.com or follow us on social media at Sidewalk Film or email us. What is it? Podcast at sidewalkfest.com. Bye, bitches. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.